Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. You were a Viking warrior in the mythic north, but now you're a goddamn bear. You must find and drink the enchanted meat to become human once again. But you must not harm another human, or you'll be trapped as a bear forever. Join us for a game of Honey Heist Ragnarok, with Greg playing Eric, Tillman playing Gudrun, Becca playing Berna, and Jorin as the Game Master. If you'd like to contact us or find links to our Discord and Patreon, you can find us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM and on Facebook as Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. Hello everybody. Today I'm joined by Becca, Tillman and Greg and we're going to play Honey Heist Ragnarok, a hack made by Amanda Kahl on the original game by Grant Howitt. I have included some consequences of going full bear or full Viking, in this case, instead of criminal, from the original game, as well as rolling for certain obstacles. And as with any Honey Heist game, we start out with the character creation because that is randomized. So, guys, can you each roll me 3D6 for your descriptor, bear type, and archetype, and then share that with all of us? I wrote 3D6, 155. 155. So indeed, rookie, a sun bear, and a thief. I am playing a rookie who is a black bear, and I'm a thane. What is that? A thane is a lord that is sent to make sure that everything within a certain city just goes right. Gotcha. That's an awesome matchup. I'm a rookie, but I'm supposed to lead people. Fantastic. All right, I'm going to be playing a slick panda sorcerer. My special panda skill is eat anything that looks like bamboo. Okay, so now we got our bears down. Then one thing that is extremely important in Honey Heist is whether or not you wear a hat. So if you could all please roll one more D6 and determine we're playing Vikings today. So instead of a hat, we're going to have a helmet. I refuse to accept no helm, so I re-rolled, and I got the horn helmet. Very, very nice. Tillman, which helmet did you get? I got crown exclamation mark. That that seems fitting for a thief. Greg, what did you get? Well, my bear is going to be wearing the skull of one of his enemies. <laughs> Since he's a sorcerer, he probably ate his enemy who kind of just started looking like bamboo and then wore his head. Then, one last thing before we know our bears... Well, two last things. Can you give me your name? And I always really prefer to ask for your pronouns just in case I get them wrong. All right. So I will be playing Birna. And for the heck of it, Birna Berzik, because it's fun. And I think I can guess, but is Birna, is she a he or a they? Sorry, I totally forgot that you'd asked that. She is a she. Cool. Greg. I will be playing Eric Bloodtooth, and he is very much a he who... I guess is a cannibal. <laughs> I'm going with Gudrun, who is going with she. Okay, so now we have our bears. Something awful has befallen you. You have died. But instead of going to Valhalla, you have come back as a bear. There is, however, a way to not, not be a bear anymore, but to become the Viking warrior you once were. And that is to go to a town. However, this game would not be a random table game if I didn't have to roll for what kind of town that really is. So the last rumors you heard were that there was a magical mead, like a magical honey drink that can be found in this dangerous fishing village. And there, if you then drink from that meat, you will become a human again. And you can live again your normal life that you used to live. So you are now close to this fishing town. What do you do? A good one is going to sniff the air, stand up on her hind legs, to have her nose way up above all the dirt. And she's going to try to smell the honey meat from afar. Eric would be scratching his back on a tree, look up and say, which means, of course, do you smell it, Gudrun? Yeah, luckily our bears can 
at least understand each other very well. So, Gudrun, can you roll me 2d6? I have a keen nose for things worth getting. <laughs> well, you are playing a sun bear, right? Yeah, so a sun bear has the skill sense honey. And as you're trying to sense honey, in this case, you can roll 3d6 instead of the normal two. You gotta help me. I rolled a two, a three, and a one. As far as I know, I picked the lower of the first two as my result. Yes. The weird die is mismatched, so nothing weird happens. Exactly. Normally, you would use a different color die for the weird die, but as we use an online dice roller, I say we just use the last number for the weird die. So the lowest number you rolled was a two. The two is under your current bear stat, which means that you actually succeed. Because you succeed, you now know the direction of the village and you know that this honey is in the smack middle of the village. It also smells like something is trying to keep it away from the outside because it smells less strong than it should be. And because you... You made your roll. You can now move one point from bear to Viking. So Gudrun is going to back down on all fours again and stretches herself in the direction that she has smelled the honey. And she's going to communicate to the others something along the lines of raw, 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 uh, which of course means over there behind <laughs> lock and key likely. That's Eric for we should get it right away. He's got a lot of complex structure in that one growl. <laughs> We're bears. We got we to do what we can to do what we can. There's a lot of nuance that you don't notice when you're actually not a bear. Of course. I'm sure body language plays a lot into uh, the grammatical structure of our sentences. <laughs> yeah, I bet. One thing I will help you guys out with is that currently you look like three bears. So... If you walk into this village, these villagers will likely think of you as three bears. That may be something to take into account. Well, it's a good thing we're wearing our hats then. That way we're perfectly well disguised with the rest of this village. I'm sorry. I've got to not allow the Superman complex in this case. I think that's fair. I'm kind of imagining that fishing village, we're a distance away clearly, but can we kind of tell like how roughly big the village is just by being off in the distance? Yeah, I think so. That makes sense. So the village is roughly 100 to 200 buildings, quite big for a Viking village, actually. There is a big town hall in the middle where normally you would have gatherings and feasts and such. There's also a bunch of people that just sleep in huts on the outside. It's not really even huts. It's more like tents. And you know that a part of the people that will be living in the village will probably be slaves. Which means, hey, Berna, when's the next uh, high feast that's coming up? That's a great thought. That should just be within the next couple nights here. You know, it depends on the village. They should be well distracted then. Do the people know that the magical mead is magical or do they think it's just regular mead? You don't know. You've never been to this village before, I think. But what if they drink the mead? Exactly. Oh no. It oh. would be really bad. <laughs> well, worst case scenario, we can always storm the, the feast celebration at the end. I don't know. I mean, we were great warriors and I could probably take on like 20 of them. But I'm thinking this village houses like at least 500. Maybe if I had spell components, I could do a spell to draw some of them away. Okay, okay. That's a good thought. Well, you are in a forest. Hmm. What kind of components do you need? Oh, great bear wrangler. What kind of components does this slick panda sorcerer need to draw out a portion of the village? Well, I think because you were, of course, a Viking before becoming a bear, normally you would be able to find all of these components in your cabinets, of course. But they originally come from the forest. 
I guess finding these components would be a perfect moment to A, use your archetype and B, use the fact that you were a Viking once, which means that you can roll 3d6 in total. All right. I got a five, a two, and a two. Ooh, your weird die matched your normal die. That does not count towards your success or failure. You can voluntarily migrate a point between bear and viking as you choose. Your lowest roll on the normal dice was a two, which is below your current viking stat of three. So yeah, you definitely can find these ingredients in this forest. So I become one more viking and one less bear then? Yes, and because your weird die matched one of your other dice, you can migrate another point back to bear. We can move one to Viking if you want to, but you don't have to. Okay, I'll stick with bear two, Viking four then. So um, Eric's speech becomes a little harder for the other more bears to understand. Well, all of us have come from the forest at some point, so... The mystical components that I need are probably in this land. I need a cauldron. I need some thing worn by the majority of the people. And I need bamboo because, it, trust me, it's, it's still important. You need a cauldron? Hmm. And something that the people wear. That's where Mirna comes up with the idea. Since they're, they're a fishing village, and I'm assuming they're pretty close to a river. I will want to go down to where the women are washing their clothes and pretend to be a bear going for the fish in there to, and then scare them off so I can steal their clothes. Also, the bamboo. Very important we get the bamboo. I don't know where to find bamboo, but okay. Maybe they had bamboo uh, fishing rods? Well, as long as it looks like bamboo, we should be fine. This is the magical world of Norway where bamboo has invaded the forest as well. So yeah, you can definitely run up to the river that's close by where you were first. You could just hear it in the distance, but you definitely approach. And yes, lucky for you, there are women washing the clothing of the village. Are the others joining Berna on her quests towards the river? A good rune is joining because she is a rookie thief, in fact. Excellent. I'll distract. I'll pretend to be menacing and you can steal. Gudrun adjusts her crown. I'd forgotten that you got a crowd. So yeah, let's first do Berna's role and then see how easy it is for Gudrun to actually steal stuff. Because if Berna rolls tremendously well, there just won't be any people. Berna, scaring people away is definitely a bear action. You try to feel your inner bear. As far as I can see, that doesn't really relate to any skill or your archetype that you got, right? It really doesn't, no. No, but it's something any bear should be able to do. So that makes sense. So then, because it doesn't relate to a skill or your archetype, you just get to roll 2d6, of which one is your weird die. The first one I rolled is a 2, and then my weird die was a 4. So yeah, with a 2, you definitely pass your bear roll, because that was still at 3. Describe how you do this. All right, Beardo will um, slowly do the sauntering bear thing where they're just kind of looking around and they see the people in the distance and you're getting closer and closer, go out to the river and then continue to get closer and closer to them so that they see, Hey, there's a big bear coming our way. So it's more to just get them to slowly walk away from what, what they're doing or get their attention on me. That's right. Cause I'm trying to make it so that Gudrun can steal it. I can't do it slowly then. Cause otherwise they'll just pick up their stuff and go. Maybe I'm coming at the side like I'm going, I'm not going at them specifically, but I'm going through them to the water would be the idea. Okay, so you run up from the forest onto these pebbles and these pebbles make a lot of noise underneath your big black bear paws and you growl. And then all of a sudden these women at this water, is just, ah, bear! A couple of them start to run away. It's definitely not all of them. There's a couple of older women that are, and it's just a black bear. They're more scared of us than you are of them. But there's definitely an opening for Gudrun to snatch some clothing, maybe. So Gudrun, how do you approach this problem? I'm thinking she 
speeds past the bucket with all the clothing in it, tries to grab some in her fangs and then move out of the way again. That sounds definitely like a more bear-like approach than a more Viking-like approach. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. It relates to you being a thief. So you get to roll 3d6. That's a two, which matches my bear stat. I love the saying where if it meets, it beats. So you pass. You get some clothing. It's not much. It's maybe one or two outfits, but you have some clothing. Does my speeding away tactic work? Or do I draw much attention to myself? You are a sun bear, which looks terrifying on its own. So first, these people were scared by a black bear running through. And then there is a sun bear immediately after them. Yes, you've drawn attention, but they will not follow you into the forest, I think. At least I know I wouldn't. Will I go down in the door as the sun bear with the crown that steals women's clothing? If that's what you really want, then that is what the myth will be. So, Eric... Yes, bears return with clothing. It's just that it's a women's dress. This is a good start, Eric says. Here, I have dug out this pit so that we can hide it until we have all the other components for my magical spell. And you look around and you see that Eric just kind of dug a hole by a tree. He's indicating that Here's a good spot for you to store the clothing while we get the other necessities. So Gudrun spits out the dress into the hole and tries to move dirt onto it with her paws. Eric will help Gudrun bury it, and it's kind of this weird pushing with hands that are mostly bare hands, but becoming more dexterous again. Where do we get the cauldron? Did you see anyone cooking while you were in the town? I mean, we're on the outside of the town, so maybe there was someone cooking and I just didn't see him. (sighs) It's probably best. We don't want to steal too much from one place anyways. I don't know. I'm working on my lore, so we could totally steal more stuff. It's important that at least one person always sees me with my crown. You are very correct, Your Majesty. Oh, great bear wrangler in the sky. How do we get a cauldron? It seems like we need to uh, venture further into town. I guess you do know from having lived as a Viking, you know that usually on the outskirts of these kinds of towns, there is a campment for people that are less rich and that couldn't really afford an actual hut or that had just arrived or that kind of stuff. But could they afford a cauldron? Yes, work metal tools are very important, but they're also very expensive. True, very true. But sometimes, because this town is pretty big, there's probably cauldrons somewhere where they just share a cauldron with multiple families, for instance. A cooking pot could work in a pinch. We could hijack the soup kitchen or the brewery. What else did you need? Bamboo. Well, I did allow you to live in a magical world where Norway had bamboo. If you, on your way back from the river, Berna and Gudrun, you saw some bamboo in the distance. Bamboo has a tendency to grow very wild in in this area. It must be the tropical climate. Yes, exactly. I suppose if we all were to bring as much back together as we could, it might speed things up a bit. Excellent. All right. Let's let's go gather up some bamboo. Gudrun is very disappointed because this doesn't have anything to do with stealing. Eric is probably very happy because all of a sudden he is surrounded by things that look like bamboo. All right. So uh, the two of you will then notice that Eric just starts eating the bamboo. Whoa, whoa, not cool. We need that for the ritual, right? Yes, yes. Gather more. And Eric continues to eat. Beard, will definitely make sure that whatever she gathers, at least a small portion of it, she won't let Eric grab it from her paws. Sure. Beard, you managed to hold on to some bamboo behind Eric's back and actually managed to put that next to the dress in the hole. 
So two ingredients gathered, one more to go. Ah, that hit the spot. Now I definitely have the magical energies I need to do this spell to, what were we trying to do again? Create a distraction. Yes, yes, of course. Now we just need some sort of cauldron or cooking pot to combine the ingredients in because this hole definitely won't work. Should we bring ingredients to cooking pot? Oh, yes. That might be very good. I'll carry the bamboo. Uh, I'll use my veto on that. Berna, you carry the bamboo. Eric, you can carry the dress. And she adjusts her crown. Eric kind of has the dress draped over uh, the back of his neck now. And like he has adjusted his skull of enemy skull hat to hold the dress in place. I see it like as if you were wearing a cape. I'm very amused by that. You approach the the fishing village and indeed, as you had expected on the outskirts, there is a campment. The only problem over here is that because there are so many people over here, usually around the cooking pots, there's at least five people per cooking pot. Oh, 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 oh. that's a lot of people. And they weren't very scared by me the last time I ran in. Eric starts just stroking his chin with his hands as he's thinking. Maybe if we broke something nearby, they would come looking. Or just generally make a mess somewhere. We good at that. What is around that would fit that description? I mean, you described that there are like tents in this outskirt area. I'm assuming they're really easy to disturb. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Tents at this point are mostly a piece of cloth over a rig. All right, this time I will cause a distraction and disturb these tents around here. How long does your ritual take? Uh, it is directly proportionate to the amount of bamboo that we have on hand. Does that mean if you have less bamboo, it takes shorter time to do it? Maybe I could make ritual shorter if I eat more of the bamboo now. Mirda will give him all but one stock of bamboo. Eric eats as much bamboo as Berna would, will give him. I'm extremely <laughs> curious what this ritual will be like. But I think we first need to look at how well the distraction is going. It's more of a destruction. Basically, I just want to run into tents and like rip them apart. So what you're telling me is that you want to let loose your inner bear. Of course. So roll those 2d6, because this is not thieving. I think I succeed. What did you roll? A 1, no match, and that is less than my bear stat of 2. Nice. So you can move one more dot or one more point towards Viking, making you almost full Viking. Wait. Is that the way it works? I thought it was the other way around. (laughs) Nope. Every time you succeed, you move one point towards Viking. Oh, that's bad. (laughs) Okay, I think I spent my points for this campaign, but hey, at least I'm destroying all the tents. Yeah, and you're very good at that. So you start on one of the outskirts and quickly move your way through three tents, four tents, five tents. The only thing that you are very happy with is that there is no children inside the tents because probably that would stop you. Eric, there is a big distraction on one end of the campment, which means that people are slowly starting to move away from there, leaving at least one cauldron behind. Now's our chance. Let's go, Berna. Let's go. We scurry over to one of the abandoned cooking cauldrons. What's in it? There's some sort of meat stew in there. Meat stew may be an over-exaggeration. There is some meat in there and a lot of stew, which is mostly bread and and vegetables. Quickly, Berna, we must empty this in order to have the space to do it. Let us eat. You don't have to tell me twice and start clearly tipping it over. And I'm not used to having bear paws just yet, so I'm sitting there trying to eat it, but I'm just making a bigger mess. Yeah, that's definitely a way to empty a cauldron. Eric is going around making sure that there's no 
extraneous food that will definitely ruin his spell if it's left uneaten around uh, before writing the pot. Arr, now we must add our ingredients and I can't get this thing off. Did we tie it around your neck a little too well? You're mentioning it. It's like a cape now, <laughs> the dress. Stuck up inside the back of the skull of enemy helmet. And Eric's comically going around trying to get it off, probably on like two legs, hero wedding. After a moment of that, Myrna will come and try to get it off, clawed off his back. Yeah, sure. You get it off. It was just stuck behind a little bit of a fracture that was in the skull or something. In the skull helm, not Eric's skull, correct? Yes, in the skull helmet of your enemies. Very important distinction at this phase. All right, Birna, add it to the pot. I imagine it's still a little wet, so she's like shaking it off her paw into the pot itself. What now? Now, the final ingredient, the bamboo. She'll hand you the last stalk of bamboo. Eric will eat the bamboo. (laughs) All right, I have enough energy. And Eric will belch. And Eric starts chanting his magical spell and indicates that uh, Berna should chant as well. At the zenith of the um, spell, Eric will cast the fisherwoman's dress into the pot. In order for this to work, you do need to pass a roll for being a sorcerer. So can you roll me under your Viking using 3d6? I got a 2, a 1, and a 6. So my weird die doesn't match either of them. Okay, so you can move another point to Viking. And you get to describe what this big distraction looks like. So basically, Eric is using the dress the natural garb of the people of the village to create the illusion in all the men's minds that seductive young fisherwoman is in need of their help particularly, and she is just trapped in the forest, and it's, oh, she's so afraid and so alone and so good-looking. And this image starts off in the cauldron, and then the immediate people um, in the vicinity, including the immediate bears, see this, like, attractive young female Fisherwoman, almost comically at this point, just like, oh, I'm trapped in the forest. I'm trapped in the forest. And she goes bounding off into the forest and becomes trapped in the forest. Eric becomes bear one, Viking five, and is really regretting eating all those sticks at this point, probably. So it sounds like both Eric and Gudrun need to start failing some rolls. So if you just keep rolling bear, you will eventually fail your roll. Man, I've been I've been doing bear things this entire th- time. They just don't need rolls. So these men, they see this image. And there is all of a sudden some sort of weird exodus from the city with just men in full armor, men in their underwear, men in their pajamas, men with their pants down because they were at the shitting log. An exodus out of this city. There's a couple women with that. Either because of the image or because their husband just ran out of them. There's definitely less people in the town now than there were. I think our work here is done. Now, on to phase two. Gudrun, where's the honey? Gudrun points into the direction that she remembers. Gudrun points towards the middle of the town. She's also covered in tent cloth and scraps. Still has her crown, though. Very important. I just imagine that all our hats are kind of held on by, like, fishing wire that goes around our chin so they don't fall off. But they're, like, always askewed funny. Yeah, sure. Sounds good. So you now are closer to the meat than you ever were. The meat is in the middle of town in that town hall. <laughs> how, how, we, how do we get it? Well. Birda will start making her way to the town hall. If the doors are closed, she's actually just going to try to climb the building. Yeah, because the town hall is in the middle of town, you first have to cross the gate because this was outside of the actual town. The town is walled off. 
there's a gate which, because of this huge exodus of men, has been left wide open. Keep in mind, though, that the Vikings were very good at resourcing every single person to their best, which meant that even women could have armor, could fight, could protect their towns. So even though the men have exited, it doesn't mean that the town is unprotected. <sighs> there, there are people still here. So I imagine that you walk up to the city gate, and if you indeed look in there, there is still at least a bunch of women around. Were the people of this fishing village ever the subjects of our good royal Goodwin? Or the good Thane, Berna? If I remember correctly, Thane was mostly of one village. And I don't think that this was the village of Berna. I'm just trying to think of a way to, I don't know, because Berna's a Thane and Goodwin's obviously royalty because she's wearing a hat that's a crown. So there's got to be some way we can leverage this. Oh, the fact that you're not the Thane of this town doesn't mean that you cannot leverage your of another town and of course the crown means royalty yeah it's impossible that uh, a bear viking warrior as honorable as Gudrun could have possibly stole it exactly though Gudrun has stolen this dress that you asked for quite efficiently so take that into account but how do you approach the problem of there still being people in between you and this magical meat. Eric, we have to lure them out with a menacing bear cry of menace and doom and destruction. Do you think one bear will be enough, or do you think it'll take two or three? That is why I'm asking you for help. Actually, that wasn't a um, growl. His stomach was just rumbling from all the bamboo. What's your plan? No plan. Just take action. We assemble on the front steps and cry out as loud as we can so that the women leave. All right. Uh, Eric's going to start bounding over to the front steps to begin a terrifying bear hollering escapade. Beardo will uh, awkwardly join in last. Wonderful. Can you all roll me for growl? So roll your for your bear stat? Ooh, I failed. Uh, I feel really bad, but not a match. I succeed and got a match. Okay, so everybody that's failed can move one point from Viking to bear. Um, everybody that succeeded can move one point from bear to Viking. Berna, you also had a had a wild match which means that you can choose to move another one either from bear to viking or from viking to bear. I'm going to move viking to bear. That'll put me back at even. Sounds good. Berna, these two start growling, and it doesn't seem to impress anyone. Actually, there is a couple warriors coming up with big round shields, and you just stand there in the back watching these two bears fail. One is a panda. And the other one is a sun bear. And those sun bears do really look terrifying. Their growls are not that great. And you decide to stand on your back legs and just growl all over that. And you actually see these female warriors take a step back, be amazed at the fact that there is another one. And though they do not really run away because they've been trained against that, you do notice that they hesitate they hesitate to move forward and to actually take action against you. There is also a small opening because they seem to mostly block off the side roads instead of the main road that leads directly to Town Hall. That's our chance! And Virna will just start pummeling down the main road towards the Town Hall, assuming that the two will follow her. Yeah, Eric's going to use Verna as basically a lead blocker. <laughs> I follow the hole that she creates. Gudrun is following. You are approaching Town Hall through this almost wall of warriors by now. But as soon as you turn a corner 
to the square in front of Town Hall, you see that Town Hall itself is also walled off. And the people standing in front of here seem to be very well-trained, very disciplined. They seem like proper guards. What do you do? Eric, quick, juggle something. Gundar and I will sneak around and climb the walls, get the honey, and we'll rendezvous outside town. I look around. Is there anything that is juggleable? Couldn't we just try to explain our predicament to them? I mean, sure, if you want to be reasonable about this. Yeah, the problem is I can't climb. I think you're like the only one in the group who can. Also, Town Hall has a roof. It's a building, so... Climbing the walls will get you to the roofs. And these warriors are standing guard there. They will see that two bears are trying to move away and climb the walls. Trying to think of a way to get by without (laughs) like straight up attacking them and hurting them. I think now is the time that I will try to bring out the Thane in me. And I'll, instead of, okay, fine. Gundar had a good point. I'll get on my back legs and really stand myself up and like try to talk as eloquently as I can and being like, wah, 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 wah. And now, now we're not getting away so far from roars. It's not even funny. We need mead. Arr. Okay. Try and roll me that thing roll. So this will be 3d6. All right, I got a four, a three, and a one. So no matches. We said if it meets, it beats. So with the three, you barely pass. So at least these people now believe that you are a thane and that you have something important to say. Two of them will step out and walk up to you three. The rest of them will close ranks immediately behind them. They will walk up and say, I think you just said you needed meat. What town do you even come from? What are you doing here? And I pantomime drinking. Our celebration isn't until a couple days from now. You are way too early. Also, are you are you legit bears? What is going on over here? Gudrun adjusts her crown, making it more obvious. Okay, yes. I, I see that you are wearing a crown but last time i heard of a viking king or queen they were very far away what are you doing here and eric again pantomime drinking um something from a tanker and then bowing down to gundrun okay trying to communicate with all these people really is something vikings would be much better at than bears can at least Eric make me a Viking roll? I got a one and a five. The five is, is the weird die. It doesn't match. So one passes both Viking and bear. When I ask you to roll Viking, you pass that one. So I become bear one, Viking five, because I live dangerously. I guess uh, I'm looking around and noticing that I can understand the people. Maybe they can understand me. So I start using actual sentences, but it probably still sounds like garbled up bears. And I point at the town hall. Then I point at my stomach. Then pantomime meme again. Point at Berna. Point at Gudrun. And then point at the rest of the crowd. And they probably understood it just like I said it. These two warriors in front of you, they are very polite. They look questioning, but they nod at every single gesture that you make. If I understand correctly, you are mostly hungry and you want to drink something. And preferably something in town hall. And I clap my paws. You have a very interesting accent. I point at myself and indicate I'm a panda. Yes, I can see you're a panda. By the gods, this is the weirdest thing that has ever happened here. 
Okay. Um, sure. She looks over at her colleagues. This is the weirdest thing that's ever happened over here. I swear. I don't even feel like most of these bears are native to this area. And then the other person turns to her and he says, well, but if we're to believe the myths, weird things usually happen when the gods are involved, right? Yeah, I I know. It's probably very rude to not give food and drinks to gods, right? Uh, Yes. Yes, that's a very dumb thing to do. It's very dumb to not serve as any gods. Yeah, okay. She turns back to you and she says, okay, you are allowed in our lovely town hall. However, because I don't know exactly which gods you are and if you even are gods or that I'm hallucinating or something, we will accompany you inside. And they turn their backs to you and start walking towards the wall of warriors and guards in front of town hall who promptly move aside, who promptly move aside and then they open the doors for you. They will go in front of you. And once you enter, you see rows of beams holding up this elevated ceiling. And on these beams, there are torches. And in the middle of, of this town hall, near the back there is something similar to a cage and Gudrun your nose tells you inside that very very dense cage which nowadays we might even call a vault that is where you need to be that is where the honey is there's also still the remainders of a meal on this table and Eric there's not bamboo but there's definitely things that look like bamboo. Eric is going to start eating the things that look bamboo and possibly some of the things that don't look bamboo as well. Gudrun is feeling very embarrassed about all the property damage she has committed recently when the guards were obviously so nice and just needed a good talking to. So she's trying to look very apologetic. Whereas Birna is just, she's trying to lead into the, oh, they think we're gods now. So she'll stand on her hind legs and try to look all pomp and like, yes, we're totally supposed to be here. If someone asks if you're a god, you say yes. Come on, we've all seen the road to El Dorado, right? Ghostbusters. Just to clarify, there's not much gold in this place. But there is special honeymead and uh, that's as good as gold. Gudrun points out the special honey mead, looks at the guards again that look at everything the bears are doing and her two companions. Yes, that's the fold with the special mead for the festival. She has a very apologetic, pleading look on her bare face. We forgive you for ruining the outside of our town? <laughs> How do they know? Oh God. It's their job. They're guards. Okay, at least the lore lives on. So yeah, you are now standing in this town hall, very close to this magical mead. Eric has lost himself to food, and there's still at least two guards and an open door to more guards behind you. I'm going to do the the leadership thing where I just yell until I get what I want. So I'm going to look at the two guards, kind of like point a paw at the cage, and just go... So I think it is time for another Thane roll, just to make sure that they 100% get what you're meaning. I succeeded the the Viking roll. The weird roll matched the non-successful number. So does that still apply? No, it has to match the number that you actually use. Okay, perfect. You do still pass. What is the current state of Birna? She is currently Bear 1, Viking 5. Oh, so close. Okay, okay, okay. This this woman that's standing next to you is like, we get it, you want the mead. But our chieftain, he just ran out, screaming that there was a lady in the forest that needed to be saved. And though his wife has the keys to the house, he has the key to the vault. So I don't know how you expect us to open that, but it seems nigh impossible. 
Gudrun holds up one paw and she's going to try to pick the lock of the vault because she's a rookie thief. So she grabs one of the leftover sticks that kind of look like bamboo, sharpens it with one of claws until it uh, is a crude lockpick and hopes that the lock is equally crude because Viking times. Yes, definitely try that. For that, you can, again, roll your thief archetype. Is that a Viking thing then? I think so. I don't think many bears are able to pick locks. I succeed weirdly. So the weird, if the weird die matches, it just means that you get to redistribute one point between bear and Viking if you want to. Yeah, I definitely want to. My success would give me a Viking 5, Bear 1, but I want to redistribute that to Bear 2, Viking 4. You pick this lock. It is indeed an old-time lock. It's not that great, so you manage to open it with just one stick, where normally later on in your life you would have thought, well, maybe I needed two for that. guess I was lucky. The lock pops open. And you now have access to this mead. Behind you, however, you still hear these two guards saying like, okay, that bear just opened the lock, but that mead is sacred. There's now multiple guards storming into this hole because this mead is the ceremonial mead. Quick, get it, pounce. So what is the packaging format of the mead? I'm assuming it is not refund bottles no because it's such a ceremonial mead it is stored in this horn it's a very big horn actually inlaid with a small layer of gold near the rim and a gold layer around the tip of the horn and it's held on this lovely decorated piece of wood that sounds very stealable gudrun is going to try that but <laughs> i mean she basically grabs it now there is uh, the exit plan problem so i hear two things gudrun you can definitely grab this horn because you are the one next to it there's no guards next to you at this moment and i hear eric wants to pounce the cage yes he doesn't want any of those guards to spirit it away from gudrun or more importantly eric before they get a chance to drink from it can Gudrun like just take a sip of the horn? Does that make sense? It definitely does make sense to try and sip the horn as fast as possible. And I think Eric wants to do the exact same, but just in a more bear-like fashion. Berna, before I let the other two roll, what are you going to do? I mean, it's hard to not see what's going on, but I really also want that honey mead. And oh gosh, I just imagine like, piling in trying to steal it from the two of them because I want it first. Okay, this will be the determining role for everyone. Eric, pouncing definitely is more bear-like than Viking-like, so please give me a fair roll. Gudrun, trying to drink with two paws, it's probably something a bear would do, but I think it counts more as Viking. For you, give me a Viking roll. Berna, Trying to pile together, like just to crawl your way through. That's something I see a bear doing more than a Viking. So for you, it's also a bear roll. Unfortunately, I missed my roll, but fortunately, I become more bear again. (laughs) Ditto. I succeeded. So Gudrun, you have this horn in your hands and you just see all these people start rushing forward. But you are fast. You take a sip of the meat. It's the best thing you've tasted in your life. It tastes exactly the way you like your meat to be. And you feel a change. You become less hairy. Your paws start to shrink back to fingers and to hands. And everything just feels like it should be. You become a human again. And as soon as this whole transformation has washed over you and you finally realize what has happened, You are piled on by not only guards, but also two bears. Which uh, Berna would understand is, get it! But Gudrun probably is freaked out because it's a panda. I think she's just overwhelmed and like buried beneath the pile and like cries out in pain. 
and tries to like hold up the horn so it doesn't tip over. Yeah. So as soon as the guards notice that you have become human again, they try and, and, and immediately get you up and out. There's two of them that stand there asking, ma'am, who are you? What? How come you are all of a sudden a human again? And the rest of the guards are still piling on these two bears. A couple guards that are standing next to you are just asking you, like, ma'am, are you okay? What just happened? Who who are you? How did you just change from a bear into a woman? And from the pile, it just people are shouting, How can you attack that helpless woman? Also, a very important thing to note is yes, you still have your crown. It's still tied to your head. Hold on. I'm Gudrun, first of my name. These two are followers of mine. We were cursed by one evil, evil god who hid his face from us. And our only salvation was this sacred mead. Of course, you understand we could not wait because of the day on the day of your celebration, it would have been too late. I need to save my followers, please. How much do you need? Because there's still stuff in here, I believe. Just a sip, really. Okay. Okay. Um, and they look into the horn. Okay. Um, two sips, two sips. Yeah, that, that, that could probably work. We can measure it out if you want. Do you have a little cup, maybe? Well, not, not really tiny cups, but we have a spoon. That should work. So one of these guards will take a spoonful of mead. And first pour it in the mouth of Eric and then pour it in the mouth of Berna. And you turn back into your original selves. Oh, that's so good when it hits your lips. Why don't you take a look through our growing catalogue of one-shot scenarios to find out about Chronicles of Darkness, Delta Green, Call of Cthulhu, 13th Age, Eclipse Phase, Rogue Trader, Slasher Flick and probably even more. <laughs>